0: I woke up to the sound of water coming from the bathroom. It was as if someone had turned on the shower in the middle of the night. I'm Tom Stewart and this is my paranormal story. Before I start this episode, I just want to thank you for listening. Remember. If you've bought t-shirts or coffee mugs from my website, MyParanormalStory.com, be sure to send me a selfie with your swag so I can post it on Facebook or Instagram. And don't forget, everything you buy on the website helps keep this podcast running. So thank you so much for your support. Now, a lot of you probably don't know that for a living, I work as a stand-up comedian. I've mentioned it once or twice on past episodes, but for those of you who don't know, it probably seems weird since most of you only know me as the voice telling spooky stories in your speakers. Now, I'm not a famous comedian by any stretch of the imagination. I haven't been on any late-night TV shows, I haven't recorded any albums, and I'm not even really considered a road comic. I guess I'm what you'd call a regional comic. I make a living doing it, well barely, but for 10 years now I've mostly been performing in the New England area here in the United States. I mean I've done a couple of shows in New York City and Los Angeles but as of this recording um, I just usually stick to shows and bookings that are within driving distance from my home in Massachusetts. Now usually when someone finds out that I'm a comedian and that I once worked as a paranormal investigator. Their next question is usually, do you tell jokes about ghosts? And the answer is no. I've never combined the two. And I don't think I ever plan to. Unless some paranormal expo company decides they want to pay me a lot of money to do that, then I suppose I'd be more than happy to write some paranormal jokes. But that's not to say that I've never performed comedy in a haunted location. I've performed in many old theaters and hotels over the years, and one particularly famous haunted location that I performed comedy in was the Spaulding Inn up in the beautiful White Mountains of Whitefield, New Hampshire. Now, if the Spaulding Inn sounds familiar to you, it might be because you saw it be investigated on the TV show Ghost Hunters. And if you're a fan of that TV show, you probably know that the Spalding Inn was once owned by Jason Hawes and Grant Wilson from Taps and Ghost Hunters. I believe they purchased it back in 2008-2009 or so, but then they eventually sold it in 2014. From what I understand, the inn needed a lot of work, and they did invest a lot of money into trying to bring the old girl back to life. And I imagine they expected they'd get a lot of interest, from paranormal fans and ghost hunters fans i'm not sure it was as successful as they'd hoped that's just what i gather but who knows the real story today however the spalding inn is no longer open to the public last i heard it was purchased by the weathervane theater which is also in whitefield new hampshire and they use it as housing for the many entertainers and stage workers who come to new hampshire to perform with them every summer But back in November of 2013, while the inn was still owned by Jason and Grant, I was booked to do a comedy show there. A friend of a friend of a friend knew the manager of the inn and told her about me, and she reached out, and we booked a comedy show. And me, being a fan of the paranormal, of course, I jumped at this chance. So I booked two other comedian friends of mine, Mike and Dan, And the three of us drove four hours up to Whitefield, New Hampshire. We got there in the early afternoon on a Saturday. We parked right outside the front door and walked up a few stairs up to a huge porch with white rocking chairs that lined the outside of the main house. There was a small group of people mulling around. A few of them looked to be guests and a couple who probably worked there. But for the most part, it was pretty quiet. It was kind of dead. Uh, No pun intended. We were greeted at the front desk by the manager. Uh, I, I forget her name, so I apologize if you're listening. But she checked us in and gave us keys to our rooms. For me, not only was it cool that we were going to be doing comedy in a haunted hotel, but also that I'd only been doing comedy for like three years or so at the time. So me getting my own room because I'm going to be performing in this place, that just felt like a big deal to me. So the three of us walked down a creepy hallway straight out of The Shining past a bunch of doors to other rooms, both sides of the hall, until we got to the very end. And at the end of the hallway, in front of three old box windows, was an old love seat next to a creepy wooden rocking chair, both of them sitting right in front of an old steam radiator. And at the end of this hallway was where my room was, the very last room in the hallway. Dan's room was the one right before me and Mike had the room across from ours. The rooms were country style inn type rooms, which basically meant everything was old fashioned. My room had an old wooden king-size bed with a couple of chairs, a bureau, some end tables with lamps on them, but there was no television. In fact, most modern thing in the room was the old push-button telephone near the bed. But other than that, the room was very clean and comfortable, the linens and sheets were all crisp, and there was a small bathroom with a tub and shower and sink. So basically, The scariest part of my room was the lack of a TV. After we checked out our rooms and dropped off our bags, we met up in the hallway and ventured off to see the rest of the inn. The manager showed us to the main dining room, which was where we'd be eating dinner and then later be performing on the comedy show. And from there, We headed downstairs to check out the the crown jewel of the inn, the Two Kings Pub. As soon as you walk in, you could tell this was probably Jason and Grant's favorite part of the inn. The first room had a small bar with some bar tables and chairs, and there were plenty of antiques decorating the room. Behind the bar, there was a really cool old fashioned ice box. Just a huge six foot tall, thick wooden ice box. The room next to this one was the pool room, with a big stone fireplace on one wall and a fancy pool table in the middle of the room. And on either side of the fireplace stood two full suits of armor. It looked like a pretty cool place to just sit and chill with some friends. Of course, at one point, I asked the manager if Jason and Grant were planning to come up and see the comedy show, but she said they weren't staying at the inn this weekend. They had spent a lot of time up there the month before, with lots of October and Halloween events. Plus it was slow season and they didn't need a lot of staff. She did, however, give me a quick peek at the apartment above the main house where they and their families would stay. And it was a lot nicer than our rooms. I mean, they had TVs and everything. There were about 30 or so people at the inn for dinner and the food was good. Everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves. And then a short time after dinner, we set up for the comedy show. A local DJ had provided the sound equipment for the show. There was no stage or anything like that, but it was a a small crowd anyway. I was kind of expecting more people, and I imagined so was the manager. But like she had said, it was slow season. only about half the people in the audience were actually staying at the inn. The others were just locals or friends of employees who drove in for the show. But despite the small crowd, it was a fun show. Everyone had a good time. After the show, we just kind of hung out with everybody. We went downstairs, spent some time in the pub. And then I got word of a group of people who were going to be meeting up in the main lobby to go on a ghost hunt. Now, I'm not going to stay at a haunted hotel owned by the world's two most famous ghost hunters and not go paranormal investigating myself. I told Dan about it and he was all in too, but Mike, it wasn't really his cup of tea, so he decided to head back to his room for the night. One of the employees from the inn was hosting the ghost hunt. And she handed out a few flashlights to some of us in the group and then led us outside over to a building next door to the main house, which they called the Carriage House. And the Carriage House was an old, long building with a bunch more country-style rooms for people to stay in, on two different floors. And it was closed for the season, so there were no lights on and no heat. She brought the group of about 10 of us into the building. There were long hallways, lots of doors, and a large set of stairs leading up to the second floor. She began telling us some of the history of the building, some of the experiences people have had there. And to be honest, I wasn't really paying much attention. I was too busy looking around, peeking around corners, into rooms, just to see if I could see anything. She eventually took us up the wide creaking staircase up to the second floor. And from there, She led us to a room down the end of the hallway and she gathered us all into this one room and it got crowded pretty fast. So I just sort of stood in the doorway. But Dan was inside the room peeking over everyone watching the host use an app called Ghost Radar. I guess it's an app you can download to your cell phone and when you turn it on it will beep and it will boop and it will let you know if there are ghosts nearby. And randomly, it'll blurt out pre-recorded words, just, you know, anything, hummingbird, red, whatever else. And there's really no practical application to you if you're using that for paranormal investigation. It's really just an app for entertainment purposes or maybe to trick your friends. Uh, It's not really an investigation tool in my opinion, but every time it would spit out a word, the host would try to justify it in some vague way. You know like oh it said red that's because i think the girl who died here was wearing a red dress or something like that to be honest i was kind of disappointed but the other people in the room seemed to be enjoying it so i didn't say anything but as i was standing in the doorway to the room i kept looking down the hallway and that's when i saw someone go from the staircase into one of the rooms down at the other end and i thought to myself oh Someone must have broke off from the group to sneak around and do their own investigating. So I nudged Dan and motioned for him to follow me, and we quietly walked down the hallway, and I whispered to him, let's go check this place out for ourselves. So I led him down the hallway into the room where I saw the other person go in, but when we walked inside, The room was empty, and it was kind of a mess too. I mean, there was furniture and there was linens and just, it almost looked like it was being used as a room for storage right now. It hadn't been cleaned in a while. And I looked around and I couldn't figure out where this person went. I mean, there was nowhere for them to go. We continued to sneak around peeking into all the rooms as we quietly walked past them and as we made our way back we were passing by the main staircase and I heard a strange sound it sounded like someone jiggling a door handle and Dan heard it too at first we thought maybe somebody was downstairs trying to get in so we went down the stairs to the main doorway when we opened the door there was no one out there and all the rooms had their doors open, so it didn't make much sense that someone would be jiggling a door handle. Then I spotted a small door built into the staircase. Maybe this handle was the source of the sound. And it had a strange latch-type handle, too. And when I jiggled it, it sounded just like what we had heard. So I decided to slowly open the door, thinking we would just see boxes or furniture. But it turns out that it led to a small staircase. It looked like it went down into the basement. I couldn't see much with the small flashlight that I was using. So Dan and I just stood there wondering, should we go down? Should we explore a little more? But before we could muster up the courage to go down into the basement, we could hear the group upstairs coming. We didn't want to get caught going in places we weren't supposed to go, so we closed the door and just blended back in with the group as they were making their way back over to the main house. It was probably about 1 a.m. now, and we'd had a long day, so Dan went back to his room and I went back to mine. I was pretty tired, but I just couldn't sleep. You know that feeling? So I decided to have some snacks and potato chips and a bottle of water that I'd brought up with me on the drive. I tried to watch some videos on my cell phone, which wasn't easy with the spotty cell signal up there. But after about an hour or so, I dozed off, but not for long. I was suddenly woken up by the sound of water. It sounded like someone had turned the shower on in the bathroom. So I got out of the bed to go shut it off. But as I turned on the light and walked in, the water stopped. So I looked around for a quick minute, shut the light off and went back to bed. Maybe an hour or so later, I was woken up again. And again, it was the sound of water. but This time, it sounded like it was the sink faucet in the bathroom. So again, I got up out of bed, I slipped on the light, walked into the bathroom, and sure enough water was flowing out of the faucet into the sink, like full blast. So I turned the knob for the cold water to shut it off, but it didn't shut off all the way. So I turned the hot water faucet off, and then it finally stopped. Somehow both of those faucets were opened. Now either this hotel owned by plumbers has some pipe issues, or this hotel owned by ghost hunters is haunted. In the morning, as I was packing my things and getting ready to leave, I noticed one more strange thing. My bottle of water that had been put on my nightstand near the bed, I found it standing right side up on the floor up against the wall. And I'm 100% sure I didn't put it there. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com myparanormal, or just click on the donate button on my website at myparanormalstory.com. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. Unfortunately, Podcasts cost money, and your support helps me keep this podcast running. Thank you for your support. Please don't forget to subscribe so you'll know when I've added new episodes. And feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for My Paranormal Story. If you have a podcast and you'd like to have me as a guest, or if you'd like to ask me a question or tell me your paranormal story, you can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my Paranormal Story.